Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of True Myths, One Lie, the game show in the form of a podcast all about myths, urban legends, conspiracies, all the things that we don't fully understand. I'm your host, Anthony Manella, and the way that the game works is three stories are going to be told, two of which are from people that claim that these stories are true, and one that is completely made up. It is up to my guests and everyone at home to try and figure out which story is the lie. Uh, Before we jump into who today's guests are, just to address the elephant in the room, we are virtual today. We are uh, all isolated for the moment i was exposed to uh you know what the big z i'm fine i do not have it but other people in our group did test positive and just to stay safe we are going to stay isolated for the time being hopefully we can be back all together in the studio next week um all right so also i apologize if the audio quality isn't as good as it usually is that is why today's first guest is the person who effectively froze my entire house ryan mccauley if you really think about it, it was Seth's fault, not mine. What did I do? Wait, what What happened? Seth, Seth had to record something for himself in, in Anthony's basement. And Anthony had to shut off the boiler so that we can have better sound. He told me, don't let me walk out of here and forget to turn the boiler on. And I let him walk out of there and forget to turn the boiler on. But if Seth didn't need this done, we that, none of that would have happened. Uh, I'm gonna blame it on the Day of the Dead Film Festival in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, if they never accepted my short film, we wouldn't be in this mess. Right, it's all their fault. Well, yeah. that brings me to my next guest, the person who used to make sculptures out of his shoes, Seth Cologne. Yeah, I did that. In, at school. Yeah, he used to do it in the middle of our math class, uh, for context. Anyway. Today's next guest is the person who was accidentally punched in the eye by someone pretending to be a helicopter. My brother, <laughs> Christopher Manella. <laughs> Hello, thank you for having me. My friend was dancing and he was expressing himself with his arms and then hit me very hard in the eye. And today's fourth guest is the person whose favorite outfit used to be a banana costume, Ryan Feeney. I take issue with you saying used to be. <laughs> um, but yeah, as you can see, we're all here in a Culture 35 set having a blast drinking some <laughs> drinking some mountain dew um for audio listeners everybody made their like zoom background a picture of the set so it's like they're all here with me all right we have to take a quick little break before we get into today's <laughs> stories but we will be right back when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we are back. All right, guys. Today's topic isn't necessarily 
believed to be true. So it's almost like you're picking between three fake stories and just trying to find the one that I wrote. However, however, there are people that do claim that this thing is real. Uh, a very small number of people, but they are out there. We're talking all about the back rooms. I'm excited for this, actually. The, the bathrooms. That's right. That's oh, yeah. the bathroom. Just say that. Um, I definitely do don't believe in bathrooms. So what the backrooms is is basically our world is it like a reality? Think of it like a video game. We're living in a video game, and you know how in video games you can sometimes glitch and go through walls and enter places that you're not supposed to be in. There are a few people that swear that this can happen in real life, and you can glitch into a thing called the backrooms, and they call it no clipping, right? So there's approximately 600 million miles of randomly segmented empty rooms that you could be trapped in. It's basically an endless collection of hallways. There's multiple levels of these backrooms, and if you hear something wandering around nearby, then um, Lord help you because it's probably already heard you. So basically, uh, it's this alternate reality. It's similar to our own, but it's super glitchy. It's kind of like uh, the whole SCP thing where it's a community of people who write stories based on this thing. And I think that's where today's stories come from, yeah. but you never really know because there are some people who really do swear that it's more than just an SCP imaginary community sort of thing. And it really is an alternate reality of our own. Um, it, it sounds like a bad version of the Matrix. I mean, you could put it that way. I'm ready to get into the first story if you guys are. Hold on. Now I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Seth just switched his Zoom background to a photo of me. All right, guys. Story number one. To this day, Gabe still has no idea how he ended up no clipping into the back rooms, and he still shudders to think about his time in there. So he remembers looking at it. It was like a giant warehouse. There were stone walls. There was exposed rebar, a low hanging fog with no discernible source. And as he looked around, he also had to avoid puddles. Now, what was weird was that he couldn't find a spot where these puddles were coming from. There were no leaks in the ceiling or walls that he could find. Uh, the space was wide open, but because of all the fog, he couldn't see more than about 10 feet in front of him at a time. The air was thick, and he is pretty sure he could breathe normally, but something still didn't feel right in his lungs. So as he walked around more, the lights would sometimes flicker or even go out for several seconds at a time. And whenever the lights would go out, Gabe would get this uneasy feeling and could swear that there were other things in the back rooms with him. He explored a little more and he came across a crate in one of the corners of one of the rooms. But when he went to pry it open, the lights flickered again and the crate was gone. A few minutes later, he found another crate, so he quickly opened it before this one could disappear. Inside, he found a staple and a bottle of water. And that's when Gabe realized that even though he had been wandering for what seems like hours, he wasn't hungry. He wasn't hungry. He wasn't thirsty. He was totally fine. How long was he actually in there for? People believe that time in the back rooms works differently than time in our actual reality. Um, so as he wandered further, there was a foul smell in the air. And the next thing Gabe saw made his skin crawl, like almost literally. <laughs> On the floor right in front of him was a rotting pile of human remains, still intact, but completely skinless. He wondered what could have possibly happened to the person, but he did not want to stick around and find out. So Gabe was completely freaked out at this point, and he just wanted to get out of wherever he was. So after stumbling upon a few more crates, almost useless supplies and hiding from strange sounds every time the lights flickered, he was exhausted, and he finally finds a folding chair lying on the floor. He picks it up 
he unfolds it to take a seat. And to Gabe's surprise, when he went to sit through the chair, he must have no-clipped once again because he falls right through the chair, hits the floor, and when he looks around, he's now in a brightly lit room with animal characters and balloons painted on the walls. But he's still not in his actual reality. He's just in a different level in the back rooms. That is the end of story number one. I'm going to give you guys some time to discuss. Go. How is he telling this story if he never got out? Yeah, that's not the end of the story. So basically, um, each of these stories takes place in a different level in the back rooms, but all of them end with the person still in the back rooms. There is an ending ending to all these stories that we're not talking about today where they actually do get out and then shared these stories online. I feel like Anthony didn't make this one up because there's no like love story or anything. <laughs> this is your no clipping. I no clipped into my podcast. Yeah. I don't think you wrote that one. Gonna be honest. The whole part with the, the staple and the water, that was weird. I don't think you would write that. Yeah, who needs a staple in the background? I think it's it's really hard to like focus and follow along with the stories when we're over Zoom and not like physically there in person. Like, I agree. It's really different. When we're there in person and Anthony's telling the stories, I get really like immersed into it and I am having a hard time doing that. I'm actually gonna take notes for the next story. I don't know anything about the back rooms. Like I've never heard back room stories before, so I don't know what's like a common theme of them and what's not. So, so you, you know who does know a lot about the back rooms? Our fans. They have been commenting like crazy for us to do a Backrooms <laughs> episode. So they're they're getting their wish. Um, if you guys want to call call me up right now and explain to me <laughs> the things I should be looking for. I have a thought. Well, hold on. Okay. Hold on. I have a thought. Seth raised his hand. Okay. <laughs> Can you not pick on him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm picking on Feeny. Oh. Oh, thanks. Wait, I want to talk. Um, all right. Well, it's you'll get your turn, Toph. We can spread it around to everyone. Um, I have no thoughts. I'm going to pass this to Toph. <laughs> you know how I normally have a hard time listening to the story? Correct. So now this is like next level. Uh, you said the guy's name was Gabe, right? Correct. Gabe is Newell. That a, yeah, that has to be a reference to Gabe Newell. I'm going to move on to story two. Story number two. At an ordinary office building on an ordinary Tuesday afternoon, Rob hopped into an elevator to go to his office. Now, the elevator lights flickered for a long period of time, and then eventually the doors opened for Rob's floor. He hops out, but he's all confused because the hallway was unusually long, and the walls were a dingy yellow, which he was pretty sure were not the color of his office walls. It seems that he has no clipped. Rob turns around to hop back in the elevator, but when he turns around, the elevator's gone, completely disappeared. He begins walking forward, and the only noise that he could hear as he walked was the hum of the fluorescent lights above him. It also smelled like old paper, coffee, and mildew, and the soggy tan carpet underneath him that squished with every single step. As Rob continued to walk, his head started to pound from the annoying buzzing sound that the lights were causing. And Rob also tried to take his phone out to send a message, but he had no reception. That's when Rob hears an odd grunting and growling noise. So he spins around to see what looked like a human 
on all fours with the elbow and knee joints bent in the opposite direction, and there's matted dark hair all over this thing's face. Rob begins to step aside into the next room while making eye contact with the creature. It's got a weird, aggressive smile on its face, but it stayed back until Rob sneezes. Just then, this thing charges at him and begins running through the rooms, each one seemingly to be a a copy of the last room. Rob looks back and sees that there's actually two creatures chasing him at this point. After several more seconds of running, Rob hits a dead end. So he turns and he kicks one of the creatures in the face and pushed down the second one that lunges at him. This thing bit down on his shoe and yanked it off of him. So what Rob did was he pulled off his other shoe and he threw it at the other creature. They both get distracted by this. Rob runs past them at full speed, desperately looking for a way out until he eventually collapses onto the wet floor in exhaustion. He checked his watch, but things seem to have stopped working a long time ago. It's almost as if time is not moving. That's when Rob hears a faint ringing sound coming from the distance. So he worked his way around the yellow maze each room looking the same except for a few random items like filing cabinets or desks. One time, he could swear that he saw a woman in a power suit in a doorway, but she ran away before he could call out to her. Eventually, he found the phone on a desk and he picked it up and he says, hello? But the line is all buzzy. The woman on the other end seemed to be yelling some gibberish. So Rob laid down in the fetal position underneath the desk, slowly getting wetter and colder. And that is the end of story number two. I'm going to give you guys some time to discuss. Go. Seth Cullen has raised a hand. Yes, Seth? So, I have a lot of thoughts. I, I wrote down notes for this one. All right, let's hear him. Um, first of all, he wasn't sure of the office wall color. Second, uh, there was a lot of ordinary uh, words there in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot more details than the other story. Okay, Ryan McCauley has raised a hand. Ryan? I want to agree with Seth, and he a lot of points he made were the things that I was thinking. This story is more likely to be real. Real. And number one is more likely to be fake. I don't, I mean, we do have a common thread between these two stories in that the floor was wet, and there was no wet floor sign. So I think <laughs> we need to pay attention to that. <laughs> Very dangerous. Very dangerous. A lot of OSHA violations. Feeney, do you have any other thoughts on the story? Well, that I like. You, you've always said how much you like the name Rob. You know, I think it's a bit of a clue that you like that you, you may have written this one. Because, okay. Uh, his name is Rob, and not only that, his name is. Well, this is my headcanon now, but his last name should be Hopped. He used the word Hop a lot, so I was thinking Rob Hopped. Like, imagine like that's his full name. So. All, all valid points. <laughs> <laughs> um, Christopher? Um, I think this one's real. I don't know. This one had a lot more details. It was a lot more complicated than the last one. Definitely, this one had more details. So, I don't I don't know. I don't know if that makes it more real or more fake, but... Ryan McCauley has raised a hand. Yes, Ryan? Story number one didn't have a creature. He almost sounded like he described a skinwalker. That did, yeah, number two sounded like a skinwalker. Well, also the second one, there was that one detail of the woman in the uh, power suit. I thought that was an interesting uh, detail that I think I, I think you uh, if you wrote this one, I'll get uh, hats off to you. So are we talking like a power suit, like a power business suit? Yeah. 
a woman in a power suit. Like really? broad shoulders, I'm like shoulder pads and everything. I feel like Anthony would not write something like that. Am I the only one that, when I heard power suit, I just thought Power Ranger? Tuff keeps talking without raising his hand. Tuff <laughs> just spoke without raising his hand. But I'm allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you guys ready to move on to the mini game? Oh, yeah. All right. So I keep raising my hand. Uh, All right, Seth, go ahead. Yeah, I would like I would like to tell Tope to mind his own business. <laughs> okay, Tope has raised his hand. Go ahead, Tope. I don't like Seth. I, I would like to ask why. <laughs> you have to answer. Your, you have to raise your hand first. Can we just do the mini game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so today's mini game, you guys are going to act as a group. You all just no clipped together into the back rooms. And it's a choose your own adventure game. I'm gonna give you guys two options, right? And if you guys choose the right option, you move on to the next level in the back rooms. And if you uh, don't choose the right option, you guys die and the mini game ends. I'll Wait, let you it... guys finish the mini game for fun, but if you guys do it without dying, you guys actually, like you win. Scenario number one, this place looks weird. You don't really know what happened. You just ran into a wall and suddenly appeared here. This place is noisy and stinky, and you don't feel comfortable here, and you want to leave- Anthony's house. <laughs> it's my house. You guys want to <laughs> leave right now. Do you, A, take the left hallway, or B, take the right hallway? Why did we just decide to run into a wall? Oh, you know, it's uh, Harry Potter, where they have to run into the train platform. Oh, we thought we were going to Hogwarts. Yeah. Can we just skip here and not do the hallways and figure this out first? Yeah, maybe we shouldn't make any hasty decisions. You know, we saw we're running into the wall got us. I am voting left. Yeah, I'll do left. Um, let's go left. Left. So this is what happens when you go left. You feel like you're going in circles. The rooms seem to go on forever. Maybe you're just going crazy. No, something is definitely not right. The smells and the noises are killing you, so you decide to head back and go in the other direction. You guys did pick the wrong one, but... Oh, no. <laughs> but, no, you don't die on the first round. On the first round, you just go back and pick the opposite hallway. All so right. now you guys are in the right hallway. <clears throat> and in the right hallway, you see a weird creature, but you're not sure if it notices you. You attempt to sneak past it and successfully enter the next room. There's another creature in here, though. It has no face rather a mangled mess of teeth where its face should be. This one notices you. Do you A, run, or B, try to fight it? I think we could take it. No, let's run. If we were to run, it's it's just whoever's the slowest won't make it, and I'm confident that I'm not the slowest out of the four of us, so I'll- well, I'm definitely the slowest. We either A, run, and Seth dies, or B, we fight it. And we all die. And maybe we all die, or at the very least, I feel like I'd have to do the most work. I say we give it a give it a sucker punch, and then hightail it. Can we make a decision on how we attack the creature? Like, like. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We need speed? a. Okay. I I say that Feeny goes out first and causes a distraction by telling stand-up jokes. Oh, I can do that easy. And then Toe sneaks up from behind, and and grabs a hold of its teeth. Why would I grab the teeth? I'm gonna die. Okay, Seth grabs the teeth. <laughs> and then he'll pry its mouth open more, in which case I'll I'll 
I'll do a flying kick into its mouth and kill it. Oh, and Toe can drop some hot sauce into his mouth after that. Yes, that I will do. Yes, defeating it because it has a low spice tolerance. So you guys pick to try to fight. You all roll up your sleeves and attempt to stand up to this creature, shaking your fist at it menacingly. That's not what happened. No, no, no. We, we had a whole plan. <laughs> the creature stands on its hind legs and lunges at you. First, devouring your outstretched arms and then the rest of your bodies. You guys died. You lost the minigame. <laughs> you know, Anthony, I think you're just rigging it so that we lose every time. Yeah. No, because Ooh. if you picked run, this is what would have happened. And I'll let you guys just play the rest for fun. You see a nearby staircase and decide to try to run up it. As you get halfway up the stairs, you can hear the creature gaining on you. There's a closed door in front of you, so you pray that it isn't locked. As you reach the door, you turn the knob. It swings wide open, so you run through and slam it shut. And the creature thuds onto the door behind you. You stand in some sort of kitchen area. Then it would be, do you A, find some food, or B, keep moving? Oh, um, find food. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of hungry. This is what happens when you find food. You open up the cupboard only to find raw flour and some weird green liquid, which does not seem too appetizing. You do oh, find- Oh, Mountain Dew. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but we drink it anyway. <laughs> you do find a bag of almonds under the sink though, so you snack on a few. The only way out of here seems to be through the vent above you. You climb up on the table, removing the grate and crawl in. The ducks seem endless. A couple more minutes of crawling and there's no end in sight. An hour becomes two. The vent is too small to turn around, so you keep crawling with limited strength that you have left. You say to yourself, good thing for those almonds. Eventually, you fall through an opening in the grate and you are in an ankle height of dirty water. Do you A, drink the water, or B, do not drink the water? Drink the water. Yeah. You drink the water and regret your decision instantly. You weren't even thirsty. Why would you do that? Uh, so you actually, you didn't die. Then you realize that the water is rising and you only have time to choose one of the doors in front of you. Do you choose the left door or do you choose the right door? Left again. Yeah. yeah. My when in doubt, just keep going left. Yeah, definitely left. All right. You open the left door and you find a person in there. Hey, they wave at you. How did you get onto level four? As you're thinking back to how you ended up here, you feel a sharp pain in your back. You look over to see a new friend. This friend has a long claw-like appendage protruding from its back, which is now impaled into you. You died. Uh, you should have took the right door. You guys died twice so far. If you took the right door, the door would have been locked. And then do you take the left door instead quickly or do you search for a key? Uh, well, I guess left door is never the answer, so we're going to go left. <laughs> yeah, because you know what we're going to find out? We're going to find out that the real key was the friendships we made along the way. Okay, Toph raised his hand. Yes, Toph? I think Seth's full of it. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you saying, Toph, that they should go right? I think they should go right. Well, let me tell you. Toph is right. You guys should go right, because if you go right, you scramble around the muddy water, you hear a faint clank, reaching down, you grab a key and open the right door to a group of people huddled together. One points a gun at you and says, stop right there. You put your hands up because you're terrified, but your face says it all. He lowers the weapon and introduces you to the group. And he says, we've been exploring the back rooms together for longer than we'd like to admit. Welcome to level four, kid. Stick with us 
and you just might survive. You found a group of survivors in the back rooms. You guys would have made it out, uh, but but you didn't. Um, so you actually died twice. So yeah, you did not win the mini game. I'm sorry, but thank you for playing. Moral of the story: If you're ever trapped in the back rooms in this particular group. You let Seth die. You just make a run for it <laughs> and let Seth die, and then you'll be fine. Yeah. We are going to take a quick little break. We will be <laughs> right back. And we are back. Open. And we yeah. are open. open okay. Are you guys ready to hear story number three? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Story number three. This story takes place about someone named Debbie. Debbie had been stuck in the back rooms for quite some time and had somehow managed to make her way into what she thought was level two after walking down what seemed like an endless hallway. The walls started to change and miraculously, she was in a completely different place. The walls were a dark concrete with pipes lining them. There were also a few ventilation ducts and closer examination, there was a thick black liquid that was seeping from the walls. Debbie continued walking through the claustrophobic hallways and was beginning to worry that this entire level of the back rooms was nothing but endless halls and locked doors. She did find one unlocked door, but when she walked in, it was just another empty concrete room. And to make things worse, the temperature seemed to be rising. There was also this constant sound of some loud machine ringing through the halls. She eventually found a hallway that seemed to lead away from the sound, so she walked down it. As she got further, the temperature also started to get cooler. Just then, she was startled by the sound of something moving through the ventilation duct nearby, and not wanting to find out what it was, she hurried out of the area. Debbie continued to walk down endless concrete hallways, the faint sounds of that machine still in the distance, while she checked locked door after locked door. After what seems like an entire day of endless walking, she came to a hallway that was usually dark. She felt uneasy about it, but she didn't want to walk all the way back from where she came. So she turned on the flashlight she found on level one, and she started to walk down this ominous hallway. As she walked a little ways down, she could see the dim light from where she came from, but in front of her just seems like endless darkness. She was beginning to worry that this hallway was actually endless when she saw two little lights pop up in the distance. As she got closer, she realized that these lights were not lights. They were eyes. And she could now see this wide grin with sharp teeth. It began to charge at her, so she threw her flashlight at it and she sprinted back towards the entrance. Finally, she got back to the lit hallway, bursting out of the darkness and turning around <laughs> to find that that thing was no longer there. That is the end of story number three. I'm going to give you guys some time to discuss. Go, Ryan McCauley has raised his hand. Yes. Um, I need to point out <clears throat> that the creature that chased after Debbie was another, like, sharp-toothed creature. Like, the only detail we heard about the creature was that it had sharp teeth. Well, and two eyes, right? Glowing eyes. Right, right? yeah, yeah. But the teeth was like a defining feature, which is similar to the creature from the minigame that was just like entirely teeth. Yeah, I think Anthony is kind of an archetype. What kind of name is Debbie? Debbie Downer. I think this one's the fake one. You think this is the fake one? Can you tell me why? Just the word, like how the beginning of that story was worded seemed like like they were trying too hard. I don't know. Like it sounded like a scientist wrote this story. A lot of these episodes and you're proving these creatures real slash fake 
series seems to they seem to revolve around creatures, right? So it seems to me that if you were writing one of these, you would include a creature.、Um, story one did not have a creature, right? Correct. So I'm going to go ahead and say I don't think you wrote that one. Well, I'll do a very, very brief recap for all three stories, and then I'll get, let you guys make your final decisions. So,、uh, story number one was about a guy named Gabe who accidentally no clips into the back rooms. The lights keep flickering on and off. He's finding some glitchy crates. He finds a water bottle and a staple, and then eventually he finds a body that is skinless and it smells really bad. He tries to get out of there. He finds a chair and he no clips through the chair, and he ends up in a different room or level of the back rooms. All right, story number one: Gabe Newell、uh, enters the metaverse, and、uh, he finds a staple and a dead body. That's it. Story number two is about a guy named Rob. He thinks that he's getting off of the elevator at his job. He gets off the elevator, but ends up in a hallway that he does not recognize. He runs into a creature in these back rooms. This thing starts chasing him. He finds out that there's actually two of these things. One of them lunges at him, and it bites his shoe. He throws the other shoe at the creatures, and he runs away. For his life, eventually he hears a ringing on a phone. He goes and picks up that phone, and he just hears a staticky voice. Story number two: Rob has a bad memory; can barely remember what his office looks like. Story number three is about a woman named Debbie. She's in the back rooms. All the walls start changing. She thinks that she just transported from level one to level two into the back rooms. She finds this dark hallway. She pulls out a flashlight and begins to walk down the hallway, and she sees these two. Little glowing dots at the end of the hallway. They're actually eyes. There's this thing that's darting after her. She throws her flashlight at it, and she runs away in the opposite direction. That is story number three. Go ahead, Seth. All right, story number three. Debbie、uh, learns the effects of climate change on the back rooms. <laughs> that's all I got. Okay. Well, those are your three stories.、Um, go ahead. You guys can give your final discussion, and then choose which one you think is the fake story. The terminology no clip. Was heavily emphasized in the intro of the back rooms, and then it was used in story number one twice, but it wasn't used in stories number two or three. I mean, I'm already kind of leaning towards story number one. If any of them were probably fake, I feel like it would be three. Two feels like it has way too many details, way too much. Yeah, but I almost wanted to just say it was number two, just because like we keep ruling it out so hard. But at the same time, like I, I think based on everything that we've said, I'm more so leaning towards story number one. You know, I have no idea. I <laughs> just <laughs> all of these stories are fake, and you wrote one of them. I don't know. Um, I still think it's the third one. I don't know. I feel like Anthony wrote story one. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like it can be literally anything. But <laughs> I think we should go with story one. Okay, then let's just go story one. We are locking in story number one as the fake story. You're locking in story number one, guys. It's story one. Yeah. Yes. Oh my oh. god. I carried so hard. I was right. You let me take notes more often. Yeah, you guys nailed it. On a virtual episode, that's a that's another win under all four of your belts, and it's I think it's Feeny's first and only win. Well, thank you guys for playing this、uh, virtual version of the game. Even though I know that this was a little bit more difficult, hopefully we could be back in the studio next week. 
Thank you guys so much for listening. If you're listening wherever you get your podcasts, then make sure to give us a rate and review. It really, really helps us out. And subscribe to the podcast for free. If you're watching the video version, then you definitely, uh, you had a ride today watching everybody <laughs> do whatever the heck they were doing. If you are watching that version, then give it a like, leave a comment down below letting us know what you thought and subscribe and turn on notifications so you don't miss when we post new episodes. If you have stories of your own, make sure to send them in to Culture35 on Instagram or to truemythsonelie at gmail.com. We love reading your stories. We can use your true stories for true stories and we can use any fake stories that you guys have written for lies. That is about it. Thank you guys again so much for watching and listening. We'll see you guys again next week with a brand new episode. Bye, guys.